0: life to heal the world with plants I say nothing stays the same it's getting kind of strange yeah. you know? let's welcome to episode number two this is the american healer podcast today's episode is who the is dj Bay. um we got a whole lot of other things to talk about but definitely our first three episodes are dedicated to you guys figuring out exactly who it is that you
1: guys are listening to on the podcast. Right? So that's what we're doing. Uh, we're
0: going to appreciate, love you guys for working with us on our release our release dates and times. <laughs> we're working on it. Okay? We're working on it. Y'all are going to grow with us. Y'all will be able to see us go from, you know, when the success curve hit. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, I got my 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 guys here, Derek and DJ. Derek, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself or um, open up the show and, you know absolutely <clears throat> yeah we definitely here um
2: definitely got a few things to talk about um if y'all hadn't tuned into the first episode go ahead and uh tune into that we went in just uh introducing the doc today we're going in on dj you just you know just getting y'all familiar with who we are my name is Derek arnold jr um It's a lot that it today's not my day, but um, you know, I do indulge in a lot of study. I like cryptocurrency, I like herbalism. So, um, the doc, I mean, I'm studying him all day, I'm studying crypto all day, and now y'all are gonna just get to hear firsthand, like DJ. Uh, and his 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 business mindset is just it's on a it's on another level, and so um I hope y'all ready for it because it's a lot it, it's a lot to absorb. So I hope y'all ready.
1: <laughs> You're right. All right, DJ. So um,
0: who is DJ Bay? First off,
3: um, peace everyone to all my um tribal family, well, Wala Gunta in and you know Unishi for tuning in. That's peace and thank you. You know I keep it plain, but I am a Lenape tribal member. I descend from a great chief lineage. My grandparents were the first to sign a treaty with the United States in 1778. It's mm-hmm. documented. Um, chief I, I'm a descendant of Chief White Eyes, King Tammany um kill Buck is my uncle and these are people who were detrimental in the foundational building of what we have today as far as the economy and establishment so like just understanding where I come from I move with a certain energy behind me and precedence and like you know like I have I have to carry on that legacy and do better because these people work so hard to do these particular things for me to be in this position and I just feel like it's a benefit for me to be here and also communicate with these good brothers and all you people and be able to just you know share my story right now <laughs> so um whoosh, where we start so from beginning to here um I'm originally from Detroit uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've been moving around. I'm a military baby. So um both
0: my parents well, I have a um I think, I, I, think that might be our through line right there. Not to cut you off. Uh, I'm bringing bring you back to I'm a military baby, but I think that might be our through line is Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like that might be the, the through line between the three of us. There's something people may or may not notice, but anyway, go ahead.
3: Let me find out. <laughs> uh, but, um, so I'm originally from Detroit and, um, i also explain to people, like both my parents are Marines, but I also like, I have a two father situation. Like it's like, almost like a Robert Kiyosaki thing. I was, it, it's so divine. And for somebody who deals in medicine, Inky, I, I never told him this story. I really, I never really possibly said this publicly because, um, when I was first born, uh, my mom was young when she had me. She um, she got pregnant with me at 15, had me at 16. And just looking at me now, I'm like, she did a great job. So she believed that one individual was my father. And I found out at the age of 10 that he was not. But if it was not for my father who raised me, who was the Marine, like I would not have the mindset I have right now. I would not be as disciplined as I am. And I am like, we still communicate to this day. And I also carry that man's DNA in my body today. I am his child. Because of him, I had, I was born with jaundice and I needed a blood transfusion. So, and my mom was RH negative and I'm O positive. So our blood types didn't match. But then the man who was raising me happened to be an O positive and I was able to take his blood. So all throughout this time, there was no discretion about him being my father because he's the reason why I'm living at this point. And just like, as I got older, just features didn't necessarily match up. So, you know, we did a test and everything. And he took me to go, he actually took me like a real man to go meet the family that I was actually blood related to. And he introduced himself and everything because like he cared, like I say, we still have a relationship to this day. My biological father, I met him at 10 and he passed when I was 30. So I actually had a relationship with him for 20 years, but I still have a relationship with my father who's living. But I just say that because like, that's like kind of like my start out, but the Marines, I grew up in North Carolina, Jacksonville, uh, uh, Jacksonville North Carolina. And I um, went to DOD schools on base. So I had an early, early private education. And I started-
0: about Before, before we move into- um education before we move into your education good um, having two dads um having a situation where your mom told you and, and this gentleman you know boom this is the situation and then finding out you know that that wasn't you i just glossed over that like it was nothing <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a, and then obviously there are parallels possibly between that conversation and then 50 Cent and his son, uh, Marquise. So um, I guess the first part to unpack is how, you know, how did that, how did that, um,
1: how like did that feel right you? now? Goddamn.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did yeah? How did that impact you? Knowing that your mom, you know, might have like, how did you? How did that come about? Where you know, did, did she tell him this is your son? And ooh, ooh, like, how did how did what did you you know did did you ever find out how that went? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, I um, like my family is thankfully I come from a family that communicates the important things. So just like if I had a, a strong understanding of finances and bills and what was going on in the household, because like, you know, honestly, I grew, I, I was the first male in my family for almost 20 years when it comes to my mother's side. So like, they made me really responsible. I was, and I was the oldest too. So I was cooking meals and everything. So the communication, like I was making full course meals at the age of seven and stuff. So but at this time, like I'm 10 when I'm finding this out. So they understand they could communicate to me, you know, like, on a on a good level was going on and I was thankful that they were so transparent because I had a full understanding of what like they really like they ripped the band-aid off and it was I was able to process it it was hard initially especially as a 10 year old boy and like you're with this whole other family and you know these like these are your cousins and everything you build these relationships like my first elementary school my aunts and uncles on my father who raised me side were my teachers those were my leaders in my boy scout troop this was my family you feel me and then i find out this is not my blood family and then i have a whole nother set of people that i have to start getting introduced to so it was um and then this happened at the same time like my grandfather had passed too and we had a real tight relationship so That was probably the time when I started cutting up in my life and I started acting out a little bit. And yeah, like I didn't, my grades didn't sleep or anything, but I was, I was, I was. I was. blame your mom? Yeah.
0: Did you blame your mom?
3: Yes, I did. But as I got older and I, I got her age, I realized I'm like, she was a child with a child because like, I'm now 30. And I understand what, and like, I teach children karate and stuff. So i be around teenagers and I'm like these little 15, 16 year olds, they don't know much, not to discredit them. Like they haven't experienced enough or anything like that. So just understanding my mom being in that position, even during the time frame when it was, but she was double promoted. She was graduating high school. Like by the time she had me, I was going to college classes with her. So like, she wasn't like, she wasn't bumming at all. She had jobs, had a license, everything. But just still understanding she's only 16 at this time. I can't blame her for that. And she did, she took care of me. Like I said, I had a private education. I speak well. I get a <laughs> lot of money. She like, if any, she don't, she may not understand everything I do, but she know that I'm not locked up. I'm not a statistic, I'm actually an an anomaly. (laughs) So like, like, we're cool, we're cool. And I'm thankful for that because as me as an individual, like I have to do the spiritual work and be able to get past that and understand like we all have our own story and I can't hold nobody accountable
0: for my own story. You feel me? Okay, so with that being said, the connector is now how do you feel about Marquis saying that $6,700 wasn't enough for him? Um, and that you know, you know or just all of the commentary that he got.
1: And my mom support.
0: never asked for child support ever, ever,
1: mm. um,
3: ever, and I had, I clearly had men present in my life so. I'm not. I'm somebody who I will I will teach you how to fish. I'm not gonna keep giving you fish, fam. So, and I also like I got a cancer rising. So I understand that 50 Cent energy. I carry it. And so like, if you want to get money and you got problems, like come to me as a man and be like, pops, how do I do this business? Like I want to do business. Don't put our stuff out here on social media and stuff like that because you want to be seen. Don't act childish in these capacities. Because what this makes me do is I I have to son you like you're my son, and once again these are people from New York, so they come like they come with a certain mentality
0: anyway. <laughs> so I got to son you like you're my son. That's <laughs> that what's is going the- on. He's playing with that boy,
3: <laughs> right? No, I got, you. got that he, should <laughs> he should relax because it's not a good look for his image. And one thing like we've seen time and time again. 50 cent damn near has an untarnishable character. Mm. <laughs> so like he's the troll guy, yo.
0: <laughs> so so let me ask you this. Um does does Marquise age does his age make a difference because And here's the reason why I'm asking you the question. When some people thought that he was a 16 or 17-year-old making the video, um, they had a, a lot more sympathy and people were leaning towards his side of the discussion when they find out that he's in his 20s. When they find out that he's in his 20s, a lot of the people then began to really you know, call him him out on the situation. Like, bro, you walking up the wrong tree. Your pops got it out the mud. You got to get it out the mud. You got to demonstrate that you, you know, it's a difference between asking for help to chase or try to build something. He's benefiting him by not giving him handouts. Right. Versus just asking for a handout. You know what I'm saying? People
1: who
3: don't work for things don't appreciate things. They don't mm -hmm. understand what it is. I've, I, you, perfect example, how many times have people gotten free things and not respected them? How many, like, it's just like, we we just, we see how people treat things that they necessarily haven't worked hard for. And be do able do to like, T.I. does it with his children. Shaq does it with his children. Wealthy people, they understand you cannot spoil your children. I actually have this, sent, uh, this on my Instagram a while ago. It was,
0: uh, hold on DJ, Inky does it with his children. (laughs) But um, the same
2: on
3: my IG, it was about um, a a prince in Dubai. And he was talking about how his children may drive, um, may drive Lamborghinis and Porsches and stuff now. But the children after that, they'll probably be riding camels because you can't spoil them they have to understand what it means in order to work for your wealth or otherwise you end up you end up actually disrupting your transgenerational wealth because you end up having a whole bunch of spoiled trust fund babies who wow. don't know what to do with money and that is no benefit to your family legacy and that's the same exact situation because who what man who has a child does not want
0: him to be a benefit to his legacy that's that's that should be <laughs> that should be the legacy. The legacy should be the children. If the children are not in alignment with the legacy, if they're not reflections, you write their ass out the will and the trust. <laughs> that's how it go
3: when you got money. <laughs> that's just the way it go. And that man, like everybody that's, disowned- that's, that that's
0: basically disown because that's that's a part of the conversation that came up. Is 50, is, is he geared, is he in the right by basically disowning Marquise under the current circumstances? I, so respectfully, as a father
3: of now three boys, <laughs> um, we don't have the right to say that because everybody's in t- like, we don't know what's going on with their situation. I don't know, I don't know about his, that boy's mother. I don't know about him in 50-mile relationship. And then as a man who has been able to acquire uh, an amount of wealth and still gaining more at, as myself, I understand how you must, Kanye said it on his interview, how when you got money, you gotta work so hard just to keep it. Cause everybody's trying to take it from you. Mm. That includes your family, even your children. <laughs> so like you 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 have to respect that businessman and his business make his business mind when he's deciding that he's not 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 going to allow his seed to disrupt his situation and he has more children so if my if my initial heir doesn't mm. want to step up to the plate i have other boys this is game of thrones man at its finest this is exactly what it is. Game of Thrones. I tell people that that is a that's not no fantasy story. That's about risk. That's about the recession. That's exactly what that is. That's the recession. Excuse me, not recession. I was thinking about the recession earlier. Succession. That's a succession.
0: <laughs> hey, um, this <laughs> is a show on. Uh, I want to say Showtime. HBO. I think it's HBO. HBO. Oh my goodness. Yo. Yeah, you know what you can say. <laughs> No, that's my it's show. It's a show. It's a show. Like it's something that you need to see. Like, I think there are a lot of shows that I recommend to people to watch as a family. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these things, like I think Jeffrey Dahmer, um, like, and that's something people <laughs> <would>. <laughs> I, <laughs> like ain't you, you think I should sit down and watch that with my young children? They need In to the understand it's like, people out here okay. like right And, and not and not just that there's people out here like that they need to see with their eyes they need to hear it they need to get some sort of feeling of what the communication is because when you communicate something like that to a generation that's not attached to the danger they don't really understand what it is you're communicating directly and so when you describe it, oh, this guy is a monster, you know, he, you know, he uh he he drugged people and killed them and then had sex with them after he killed them, and then ate them after he killed them and then had sex with them. Like in 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 the kid's mind, or in anybody, any well thinking, well, you know, intelligent person's mind the image that you start to construct is of a monster. Mm. You know, somebody that you easily, you know, because we all believe like we got the sharpest common sense, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when in your mind, you're hearing this story about this monster who is eating people and having sex with dead bodies and. Clearly, you would know if somebody like that is coming around you, or if somebody like that was your neighbor, or you know if they was at a bar. Mm-hmm. Or, your your radar detector would clearly be able to alert you. Like, no, this is a you need to see. Like, no, it's not that person. The person that you imagine in your mind is that's not the person. If that was the person. This would have never been movie worthy. It would have never, he would have never had more than one or two, three victims at the, at tops before he was busted or whatever, because it would have been too sloppy of an operation. But you need to see that this guy looks like your regular everyday co-worker or your next door neighbor. You need to see that. He never used a knife or a gun to get anybody back. To his crib to become victims you need to see that he, he always drugged people and um he always took advantage well mostly took advantage of kids so not only is he killing the person then having sex with the person then eating the person you got to add on pedophile some version mm. of pedophilia with the like, you need to see how all these things is like... and he only aimed
3: for
2: people with melanin. I think two of the victims were of other race, but out of 17... They were
0: like Hispanics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was mostly... um Still melanated people. <laughs> right, right. But so that's what I'm saying, like, and then have those conversations, like, you know... We 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 talk about those kind of things. No. like, me and my children. Like, I got boy. another story, childhood story. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, dog! You just <laughs> <I> did
1: <don't, laughs>
3: this one on camera either, yo. Because it was <laughs> my mom worked at the post office, fam, and I had a little summer gig, and um.
0: So we're going to start with two tablespoons of Blue Magic powder or gel. We're going to add blueberries, raw pumpkin seeds, black walnuts, raw salmon organs and bones, raw duck organs and bones. We're going to add organic carrots, coconut, Pumpkin, organic of course, well let me not say of course, right, bargain peanut butter that's clearly not organic, but it works for everything else, right, then we're gonna add our calcium, our strontium, right, we're gonna add a little collagen in there, we're gonna add some cranberry in there, blend it up, and now we're gonna add that to our blue buffalo, oatmeal mix that's that's what's in the bowl
3: my mom worked at the post office right and i'm living in detroit at the time like i'm we just so at this time you know I'm i'm still i'm coming back from north carolina private education like i said i was learning the stock market at second grade on apple computers and things like this I had my first business by the time I moved back to Detroit in the sixth grade and me and my, uh, my oldest son, his godfather, we started our own like lawn care company. We got flyers, everything. And I also, I used to sell CDs. My mom dated the DJ at the time. So he had a stack burner. So I used to run and then I used to flip CDs at school. I just, I love to hustle. I ain't like asking for allowance because it wasn't ever enough. So when we moved back to the D, um, my mom was like, you can get a little summer job cleaning up one of the churches or whatever and I'm like, all right, cool. And she was like one of the people at my job is the um is one of the he's the one over the cleaning for the churches and stuff. So I'm like, all right, bro, I go to I go there, everything cool, clean up the church, everything. like I go like a couple of days and then one time he's supposed to be taking me home. And he was like, "I gotta stop by my house, bro." I'm telling. <laughs> this is what, like, bro, like so, like this is like breaking news right now. Like this, like, bro. I'm telling you, I'm I'm a child, and I'm I'm in middle school at the time for sure. And he got, he was like, "You want to play the game?" He got taken. Now, I'm not thinking nothing of it. And like, I'm like, my mom like okay this dude or whatever so he's like you want to play i'm like yeah I'm, this dude he's like he All runs
1: right. no. like,
3: listen 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 it's about to get wow this man comes out with a pack of underwear he's like i got these He is like you want to try these on i i swear to god like this is this is why i'm saying this because people have to understand who they are i have boys I don't let nobody come around my damn children unless I know you, yo. Like for real, I'm like, and if it, it would be much worse if I had a daughter, I promise you. Mm. But it's just like, in that particular situation, it could have got like, and my mom, I'm like, no. I'm like, I was still playing the game. I'm like, nah, family, I'm, like, I'm good. I'm like, I don't even wear them, I wear boxers. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm a child. Like that's, that's the conversation going on in my head. I'm like, nah, I was like, I'm Gucci. And um, and so I just like, then he was like, all right, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. And then, but like probably like a week and a half later, the police come and arrest this nigga at the post office for child pedophilia and stuff. I almost got got.
2: Wow. Wow.
3: By the grace of the universe. That's why I have, one, that's the reason why I'm comfortable telling the story, because I didn't get got. And two, like it, it wasn't the Hassan Campbell situation, thank God. But like, I want people to understand: you cannot just let your children go with anybody because you don't know what type of time these people want. Same, mm-hmm. like that's why I have to say the story based on the Dahmer stuff, bro.
0: Hey, shout out to Hassan Campbell, man. You know he he has a powerful story. That's a good you if You don't know, if you haven't heard of that of uh, Hassan Campbell situation.
3: No uh, children
0: should go through that type of stuff. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So definitely uh, shout out to Hassan Campbell and, and listen to. what, well, because that's the thing with being a parent. You just never know. You never know. And you don't want to be like, if you love your children, you know, that's that's hell on earth to deal with you know, trusting somebody and then that person potentially violating your, your child. And then you got to wear on, you know, you got to have that on your mind. Like, if you didn't put your child in that person's care, does this, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have that in your mind as a, as an adult. Oh,
3: um, Detroit, 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 Detroit. Y'all remember the story of the woman, her name actually was Tyra G Mayner, And it was when a woman had left her children in the car to go get her hair and nails done, right? And mm-hmm. it was two babies and they ended up passing. They got they suffocated from the heat. From the heat, yeah. I think yeah. I remember. Tyra, that's for, right. Tyra G Mayner. I'm from Schoolcraft, right there where Detroit roller wheels is, right on the right west side of Detroit. So Tyra G. Maynard stayed on the first block right across the street from my grandfather. My mother stayed on the um on the second block, right across the street from the elementary school, Tyra G. Maynard used to babysit me and my sister. Once again, be mindful
0: <laughs> of who you are leaving your children with. Whoa, That's right. that, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got to. You know, we might have to add a little, just a little bit of context because <laughs> that wasn't just a Detroit situation. That has happened. I didn't anything about. You know what I'm saying? Like Detroit, well, at least not like I do now. You know what I'm saying? Like when that happened, I wasn't here. That was I was nation, I was everywhere. Mm-hmm. That story was like, everywhere. Like that was that was a that was a crazy crazy. Yeah.
3: But also oh. to that woman's credit, like women need help with children fathers need help with children it really takes a village to raise a baby like my my baby prince he is busy 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 his mom be tired if i'm not here i can only imagine and he don't even be wanting me half the time so like just to like not just be
0: like people have, people have no idea what it is for me to have and that's Six what years. I just thought about that. Like
1: you
0: got guys, you guys maybe. man, by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like people need help. People don't understand. You know that, what that what that that looks like? You know, Carly you has know, help. so she so she know what it looked like a little something.
2: You know Carly what I'm saying?
0: Carly got four, so you know. Wow, she, she, so she understands that really well. Yeah, 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 it's a constant, it's a constant movement. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People will ask me things like, hey, you got a minute? And I'm like, no. I like that. I don't like just come with whatever you coming with. Don't ask me if I got a minute because you used up your minute. Like there's no such thing as having free time. If you got more than, if you're a single parent and you got three or more children, it's a wrap. You don't have free time. If you ask them, do they have free time? It's disrespectful, okay? <laughs> you don't have free time. You got three children.
4: You don't have free
0: time. You got four children. You got five children. You got, children. You got six children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I had six until Tony, you know, graduated high school and, and got out and, and on. You know what I'm saying? But I had six. So people are like, oh, yo, yo you got, a, yo, yo, you got some time? To work. I'm like, how do I have how 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 house wait? You know I'm saying like, and then I still got to do the research and the orders and write the books and the lectures and the da 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 Bro, that be the <laughs> thing, right
3: <laughs> there.
0: Right, you know what I'm saying? And people don't like they don't factoring the business
3: you know. and being the active parent. Like that's literally in our situation. I'll get into that a little bit later. Like my, now, where I,
0: here's here's my next question. Here's my next question. Um, with all that being said, right, wrapping up the last segment. With all that being said, your current lifestyle in terms of um your household setup or your family setup. How has how has your um, how has your childhood and your upbringing affected how your household is structured? So
3: it is everything, literally, from the good and the bad, because like like I say, I grew up on a military base, and. I walk around the house, I wipe down the doors, I clean baseboards, everything, because I was conditioned to do those things as a child. And even like, if you see my closet, I have my clothes, robe, military style, and color coordinated. It's about order and discipline for me, because this is how I allow my brain to function in top capacity, because I don't have to worry about these other things. And I, I, I like for my family to be established in that same capacity, but it's not like, because I am a married man. I have been with, um, I've been with my empress going on 10 years, like she's been doing my hair since senior year of high school. That's the, I have three boys. She is Prince's mother, which is my most recent baby. And then I have another one on the way. So she is, and like I said, like she has been a homie for a long time. She, if it wasn't for her, Business wouldn't be what business is today. And I can honestly say that because I'm thankful to have such a, a tolerant, understanding. Also, another, I'm a Sagittarius, she is Sagittarius. So it's just the fact that we understand who each other is and we had a strong friendship before we even decided to cross into that line. Like we literally, it was one of those agreements type situations because we were friends in high school. We literally were just friends in high school. She was to break my hair. And like, we got to a point when we was like, if we don't need one of us, find nobody, we just gonna date each other. Because at, when we were younger, she really didn't have much interest. In, but, like, I said it, I literally manifested but, that. You
0: know, that's, that's, I don't know if you remember, but that's the first thing I, I said to you about her um, was that you got a rider. You know what I'm saying? Like, she <laughs> sees somebody that want to be right by your side and, and go through, you know, like, that's that's how you can build a strong foundation yeah and
3: I, I honestly would say like a lot of things that has been allotted to me through the universe would not have came if I have squandered that one particular um blessing which is her like for real for real for real I'm just like I acknowledge like I always give my honors and like since I and I I said this previously about men just wanting com, like confirmation about certain things. Women want that same thing too, and it's important that we you know like we are reciprocal in our communication and our expression of love. And let I'm, me I'm, act, right.
0: let me let me just ask you a question real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to ask I want to ask you. Actually, you know what? Let me ask Derek first. Derek, are you aware of the um? Uh, the coach from the Boston Celtics he got caught up in a, a sex scandal.
2: Oh. That's news to me. I, I wasn't aware of that one. Oh, you got to get you. Oh, a
1: he
0: <laughs> you be missing all the hot news. I don't
2: know. Yeah.
0: That. Because the question was, do y'all do you feel like Malika Andrews just getting into the space with, you know, DJ kind of opened up the door a little bit in terms of Male, female relationship and standards and just things like that. Like it seems like there's possibly a yeah I double standard it. in the media. <laughs> mm. I would love to just because
3: um that component of like one just being married and just understanding that like. It's times when things are not always gravy in marriage. Not to say that y'all are fighting. You, like, you just may have, like, a communication breakdown. People are entitled to be humans and go through what they want. But you have to understand, you know, like, you have to weigh your pros and your cons, understand, like, what's the benefit of being with this individual? People have to, love is, love is actionary. Love is conditional. And people like to believe that it's not living for someone is completely different than just loving someone because people move out of love. Love is harmony. Real love is harmony. Mm. Yes. And, but the thing is like, but harmony and frequencies change. That's the fact. They also, they, sometimes they grow and they become unequally yoked, how some people like to say. So just understanding to grow apart. like communicating understanding what your partner needs and like i said like i'm not a good, i don't know at all i'm i'm still a baby in this i'm 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 expressing from my experiences and how i'm still able to be fortunate to have the situation I, i'm not gonna act like i'm the main one holding it down like no i gotta like I gotta, said i got a rider i have a really strong partner and if i didn't have her like for real like like i, I expressed to um one of the other women that was that was around when I was communicating with them, like I wouldn't even be allowed to be a polygamous male without having that type of woman in place because that comes through the women. Like that's a, like you can't do polygamy properly if the women don't communicate or link in. Like, no, you're just dating separate women. Like that's like polygyny. That's a, that's
0: a different situation. Hold on. So just to be clear, as you are giving praise to your empress um, and well-deserving at that. Um, so you, y'all are polygamous and um, you're saying that your uh, your willingness to try or become polygamous is based on your childhood experiences so, to some extent. So that's actually, haha. <laughs> I know Derek could
3: probably appreciate this. In my natal chart, it actually say that I'm uh, monogamy is not for me at all. And if my grandfather, who I mentioned earlier, um, King Tammany, he also he married two, two. Um, one was my grandmother was a Lenape um, queen, and then he married one of the Seneca queens. So polygamy is in my family. It's in my bloodline. It's not something that I just thought was cool and I jumped into. It's literally. Is how I got here. So, and for me, it like when I have, when we have been in our some of our previous relationships, when I was when I was courting women who lived in different states, it was like it wasn't about sex. It was about me working to establish a system because, like, I want a certain number of children, but I also understand through child rearing and development, children need like their own gaps for their own mental development. So. I understand. I don't want to necessarily have one. I did. I'm I'm a math person, I'm super analytical. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) me having a woman who is 30 plus year old space out 10 children throughout a period of time so that they all can have adequate development, that's not necessarily tangible, nor is it fair to that particular woman. Now, if she's willing to partner in a system to where we can, you know, build a nation, an empire, because one thing, like I like I said I got statistics when it comes to my children they are brilliant my oldest tested number 1 in the state for English language arts reading he just um joined the mosaic youth choir my my youngest who he can what well, he's one he can count to 20 he can say us all alphabet he knows possibly close to 100 words already and he's saying full sentences and he does karate so <laughs> um, I'm like, got numbers. <laughs> so yes, I want more of my genetics out here in order to impact the world and also to pass down this this legacy that I'm working very, very I don't like to say I'm not working hard,
0: I'm working very strategically in order to establish. Okay, with that being my, my, this is a curveball. I want to throw a curveball at you, gentlemen, as Um, as Black fathers that may or may be overlooked by the system in the public or um, people who uh, ascribe to holistic lifestyle to some extent, uh, being able to expand your lifespan or um, increase your lifespan or um, how you live your life, live a more fuller life. I want to Review a clip by Charleston White. <laughs> hey, yo, you
1: topic.
0: Charleston White,
1: he on fire.
4: Do you like beef? Uh, Pork is not the white man's diet. Pork is not the white man's diet. Beef is. Our digestive system is not even meant to digest beef. Our teeth is not even meant to chew meat. So what you tell it about pork for and you eat beef? One of the worst products, it's a dead carcass, And it takes three days to rot in your belly before your body can digest it. So what's your problem with pork? And most of the cancers come from beef. And it's red meat. He liked to drink blood. He liked to taste. So why are you eating beef, brother? That's his diet. We so miseducated, homie. We don't know nothing. We just divided by our bull. You eat his food, you eat beef, don't you?
0: So I, I, now the conversation stems from... Don't eat pork. Do you like beef? uh. So that's the conversation. Don't eat who pork. Marco? I believe so. And then uh, the conversation goes to, you know, um, if you eat pork, you, you, you're you missing the main point because the white man, whatever that exactly means, like, who is the white man? I have I a, a segment from Kevin Gates <laughs> about that. So, right. You know what I'm saying? So, but... Um to take it a step further, like so is he defending his right to eat pork? Uh that's not pork. what I heard. Right. This is this is my question. So I listen, I'll let it play again. Is he defending his right to eat pork? Because the conversation starts with don't eat pork. So said don't get said pork. don't eat pork Then
3: Charleston White said don't eat pork?
2: That's what it sounds like. No. no.
3: It sounds like Marco Marcos
2: said don't
0: eat pork. Right. And then Charleston White is like, yo, why are you saying don't eat pork? And beef? Because beef is worse than pork and blah, blah, blah,
3: blah, blah. Yeah, but I don't so, feel like, just knowing how Charleston White is, he likes to bring light to certain situations. All right, so hold on, hold on. Let's, let's hear it from this jump and then
4: y'all can go in. You eat his food, you eat beef, don't you? Don't eat pork. Do you like beef? Uh, Pork is not the white man's diet. Pork is not the white man's diet. Beef is. Our digestive system is not even meant to digest beef. Our teeth is not even meant to chew meat. So what you telling me about pork for when you eat beef? one of the worst products it's a dead carcass and it takes three days to rot in your belly before your body can digest it so what's your problem with pork and most of the cancers come from beef
1: Mm.
0: so you see what i'm saying so what's your problem with pork if the the come. no that's the
3: question because i do this i do this on the research i used to be on debate team in school so like when we dissect what he just said he also said our teeth are not meant to eat meat that part cannot be skipped over which includes a few
1: things
0: there's a few things that he said that are definitely true or even relatively true but the overall you know I guess what you're saying is he created a controversial moment to try to to add in some troops. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because that's what that's what
3: creates likes. It, Charleston White is brilliant, fam. He know what he doing. Like when you, when especially when you're an elder and you understand patterns of success and you see the pattern that niche where you come up in, you gonna understand what what trigger people when you when you just know how to pay attention and he he can pick up on intrigue especially like our people we we are we are some of the spiciest talking individuals moving around we know what to say in order to piss people off well, when, that's it is because he does, didn't even have to swing it like that he could have been like i don't eat pork and then he could have just went into the pork he was like but he made it about a whole nother subject matter in I'm order to, to this himself. question
0: going mm-hmm? back to the legacy um with legacy in mind because you know this is a part of uh farad muhammad elijah muhammad (laughs) uh, even to some extent you know dr Sabi's affiliation with the nation of islam in the early days um going with the legacy piece a whole bunch of detroit stuff come on now is this detroit you know like so do you feel like charleston white is going against that legacy of research and do you feel like he's correct i just got told the other day he said f farrakhan (laughs) right but here's the the caveat do you feel like he's accurate when he says that more cancer comes from beef than pork
2: And, and how do you respond when you answer that, when you get the answer to that question when he asks, so what's your problem with pork? You know what I mean? Like when you get that answer, like, what is your, like, I don't have a, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with pork. Like, so it's like, are you okay with not having a problem with pork?
3: Oh no, I got a problem with all of it. I don't eat none of that. (laughs) So so, pork um the swine it is it's um you know it's a detestable animal to eat even though everything is created divinely it is a detestable animal to eat because it has so many impurities and you consuming those impurities you then have put those into your body because one it doesn't have sweating glands and it eats any eats any and everything so every anything it eats you are then consuming like a a pig can eat a corpse like it, it can that's the reason why that like back in the day people in the south they'd be like watch out for people who got hog farms because
0: oh wait a minute hold on hold on hold on wait a minute stop the presses right there let me put this in there um my dad had a a summer home for us in north carolina it's one of the worst places in (laughs) north carolina i guess he might have got the land inexpensive whatever he wound up leaving it to me and my brother's of still i don't know anyway um, over the years I had like the older you know, the older cousins the uncles going to jail, coming out of jail you know, getting that good education and it was hitting me in the head as a youth, super young you know, Elijah Muhammad this, and you know, tribe of Israel that and blah 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 blah, blah. so My point is, with the knowledge, how do you feel that adds into, you know, uh, like, you know, just the legacy piece, the knowledge, how does that translate into success or not into success? Like, is, is, are these things? Whether Charleston White is is attacking the legacy or not, how do you feel like that translates? I guess so, so
3: that was that was my reason for mentioning like I so I personally don't I don't me personally, I don't I'm I'm plant-based majority. So I um I don't consume beef. I don't consume that and main reason why is because I'm not the one raising the animal. I'm not the one um, transitioning the animal. I'm not cleaning it. And I'm not, I can't see all these things. So when he says these things about these are some of the largest cancer producing things and also understanding that the United States has the highest, you know, like cancer rates and some of the highest cancer rates in the whole world, Charleston White is not just making stuff up. No, it's
0: definitely from the South. It's 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 New Orleans. But here's the thing. I would beg to differ with Charleston White, especially on this pork issue. You know what I'm saying, like, what do you feel like his viewpoint I is? Had, on pork? Well, is, he seems to think that beef is more—it's more, uh, it's more uh, of a carcinogen than pork. I don't think—I I don't think that's the point he's
3: making because I heard him on other—I heard him on other um, podcasts how he talked about how pork is terrible. I—I yeah, I really no. did really like he was being controversial at one point.
0: We could leave it up to the people in the chat room, and the people (laughs) in the comment section. But I want to say this, as a youth, when I had a lot of older men telling me, you know, don't eat pork, this, this, and that, Mm -hmm. I still had dollar sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? A dollar sandwich for y'all people that don't know. Back in the days, they would make like a whole hero you know, with ham and cheese, but it, the whole sandwich was $1. You know what I'm saying? Like getting a Subway sub for $1. You know what I'm saying? I you talking is about. After.
3: They tried so to I feed me when I was younger. I wasn't having it. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> then
1: on Thanksgiving, I had ham. So, But... I had ham on
0: Thanksgiving and I had um ham and cheese sandwiches from the store.
3: But you know he there oh, are alcohol no. benefits. Oh, hold on, here's my
0: point. Wait, wait, here's my point. My, my point is this, it didn't become real for me until my dad took us down to the summer house because next door, like um, like we were saying in your story, next door. It was an actual pig farm. And I got to literally see everything that I was hearing. Like, literally, you watch the pigs vomit, go to sleep in the vomit. You know, they vomit and they poop. They go to sleep in that. They mix that up with the mud. The mud, the vomit, the poop turns, like, into one big smoothie. And they, they do that again the next day. Like, they eat the vomit and poop. yeah. Oh uh, and so that, that's how they can eat anything because it's all seasoned with, like, uh, the food, vomit mix. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they'll just add whatever into that mix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Mm-mm.
0: cows are very, you know, cows, not only do they have three stomachs, but cows are very particular. Like, if given a choice, cows are going to eat grass. You know what I'm saying? Like pigs, I don't even think they understand choice. Like they just <laughs> given a choice, this or that, they're gonna eat that, they're gonna eat this, and they're gonna eat the ore. <laughs> like they're gonna eat this or and they're gonna eat all every so I you know yeah I, I would beg to differ with um Charleston white although Listening to what you're saying, I definitely have to take it with a grain of salt because obviously he's bending social media algorithms.
1: Yeah, to-
0: also said that
3: beef is their diet, and when we think about the majority pieces of consumptions that are being consumed from so-called organic Angus, all of these cuts of you know steak and these things like that. Even like beef ribs, people eat like, like the cow is in heavy
2: consumption. It is. Since we're talking about it, I'm actually in, um, I work in a high, well, I wouldn't say high-end restaurant. It's pretty high-end, um, but they serve top-of-the-line like steak and seafood, and I'm just like the only one in the restaurant who's like, yeah, I'm plant-based, and everybody's looking at me like, they, they make family meals, and I'm just not <laughs> able to participate. It's cool. But they have this cut of the steak. Um, it's called a strip, and it's called a wagyu, and it's like a hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. or it's like a hundred and twenty dollars steak. That's like maybe that big, but you know, they they look at it in such high regard. When people order this wagyu, it's like it's like oh my oh oh you sold a wagyu oh oh, oh you yeah. that's the that's the top steak. And I'm just thinking to myself like, do
0: I tell you, Dick Gregory has a post where he says sometimes the universe put these magic glasses on, you know. And I was telling somebody something about Inky Vision and they was like, oh, you know what? I've heard Dick Gregory got a post somewhere. And so basically, when you start to see the true nature of things, not only does society begin to look weird to you, but you start to look weird to society. I and this know. is the space where, this is the space where Kanye's at right now. This is mm. where, this is where Kanye is because...
3: I remember being in that space. It's not a fun place to be.
0: Yeah, LeBron, LeBron had a show with Kanye of the shop, and he canceled Kanye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Kanye did the Dream Champs joint, and you Big know, up. Before, if you don't
3: mind, let me, um, let me share the article for it because, um, give me one
1: second.
0: Yeah. Fortunately, people copied it and shared it and got it out there so that it's, it's still floating in that. It's it's in the ethers, you know, um, where people can still, um, get to it. There's articles, um, oh, yeah, it's, but, for sure attainable. it's for sure. It's for sure. The internet is the under My question, my question is this though. Here's the caveat. Um and and I want you to um try to remember this and, and answer this after the uh, after we see the article. Um, oh so real quick um kanye was controversial. Wait, wait, Here's the question because LeBron canceled Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye is basically talking in a very pro-black manner, and then you have a black man cancel his 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 show because of pro-black commentary like mm. you know is there a coon is lebron the coon is kanye the coon are there no coons in the situation is it just two men having disagreement difference of opinion like how can do we, we
3: look have a DJ teachable moment can we have a DJ teachable moment let's run it okay so two two segments really quick all right um first off let's View of the screen. Kanye West controversial interview with Drink Champs gets pulled from YouTube. Okay, so for those of you who haven't seen it, literally you can just go on YouTube and type in Kanye West Drink Chaps. Like I said, the internet's undefeated. They pulled it off of <laughs> Drink Champs. <laughs> they didn't pull it off of the internet, it's still there. <laughs> so you can I actually recommend like how I stated on my um my Instagram the other day. I recommend a bunch of people actually go watch the interview itself that way that they can understand his viewpoint and the things that he's saying and understand that he's not necessarily lying on anyone and he's coming from a strong personal stance and once instead of us judging people we should actually you know like listen to them and see where they're coming from and then come to a consensus about how we should deal with them instead of just cutting people off cold turkey but and like how um brother inky said He was mentioning the black component. And when Kanye West, he, you know, he has said things previously about the Black Lives Matter movement and the organization and the clothing. And even the came out recently with the White Lives Matter shirt. So there's a small segment of Kevin Gates mentioning something about this particular stuff. And he has a a personal feeling about these things. So. Um, Derek, let me know if you can see screen when I change it. Can you see screen? Yes, sir. What is
2: it on? It's on IG. It's on IG on Kevin Gates. Ain't no continent called
0: Black. He ordered the indigenous people to this land. This land, the pyramids here,
1: hundreds of years older than the pyramids.
3: So really quick, when I'm about to rerun it. So, Kevin Gates is pretty much expressing his feelings about the word
1: black. Here we go.
2: Most offensive thing somebody could tell me is that I'm black. That's not what I am. I don't subscribe to that. Ain't
0: no continent called black.
1: We are the indigenous people so, I don't
3: want to get hit for you for that background sound. But just understanding, you know, like, people's viewpoints and where they come from when it comes to these particular things, you know? Nah, that's, uh, that's facts. And like that, what, because where Kanye comes from and like, um, once again, I'm fortunate to have a certain education and I I grew up and I started teaching in this particular realm. So just understanding like Kanye West is from Chicago There is a strong Hebrew Israelite, Moorish American presence out there. So these people have a certain understanding of these words when it correlates to black and white. And unless you have these conversations with these people about these things, you're not going to understand where they're coming from. And then we have a communication breakdown.
0: And and people got to remember who Kanye is. You know, Kanye made it big, well, for gospel. Like, people don't realize that Jesus walks is a gospel. It's a gospel song. Yes. He's you know, big in the church. He has Sunday service. <laughs> right. I like, But what I mean is, like, people are thinking that this is all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, Kanye is talking about, you know, church and tribes of this, Israel, and blah. blah. Like, they're thinking this is all of a sudden. Like, they're forgetting that this is the guy who possibly has the largest gospel record in history. Like, that's not... Like, people don't do that one that. song,
2: though, right? Just that one song, because I don't really... I mean, outside yeah, of Jesus, what, but... No.
3: Him,
2: not not no. even that. He came
0: no, back... No, to- his,
2: his,
3: whole,
0: wait, his whole album now, he's dropping whole gospel albums now. Mm-hmm. Now he's dropping gospel albums. But what I'm saying is people are looking at this as if this outspoken uh, Kanye that we have now is an overnight thing where he just all of a sudden started with the gospel and now he's speaking on you know black the black plight so to speak and you know they're they're having a hard time resolving those things with also him wearing the 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 MAGA hat make America great again with him promoting Trump as opposed to Biden or you know uh Kamala, you know, they have it. They don't understand how to resolve those things, and it's like the same way we were talking earlier about Marquise and the fifty cent situation with the handout. You know what I'm saying? You could break down conservative versus liberal to just that specific concept alone. You know, um, working, earning your own is more conservative. Where the you know, the handout
2: welfare mm.
0: kind of, I, kind of, you know. I guess I would be
3: considered conservative because that's
0: what I teach people that's what my life built on <laughs> so here's the thing the problem comes where a lot of people don't really understand politics they don't really understand that it's either or like the Bible said if you lukewarm i spit you out so it's not, oh let's increase welfare and benefits and free this, this and that and the other as well as entrepreneur, blah blah like that those two, working on your that's own
1: ops, Yeah,
0: that's north-south, that's east-west. That's not this, that don't that's not either you're going that's with a the water. perspective, which is mm-hmm. a lot of welfare, a lot of giving things away, but it's also a lot of government control, government spending. So you see the hundreds of millions, even the billions sent to Ukraine. Like all of those are things that are primarily, primarily associated with a democratic or, or, or left or uh, you know liberal ideologies. Whereas primarily on the other side, you have family, where you constantly hear Kanye talking about, you know, my children, my children, my children, my, children, uh, my right as a parent to control the education of my children. Billionaires concept. So, so wait, when people are saying they don't want the government, you know, deciding how their children's school works, blah, 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 that's a conservative concept. If you're voting Democrat, that means you do want the government to control what happens in your kid's school. That means you don't want favoritism to the business owners, right? But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you do want favoritism to business owners. Like, you, it, it's not like you gotta, you gotta incorporate these philosophies not only into your lifestyle but into. Oh, I understand. As the more money, I don't know. Definitely, you do. Stuff. But I'm saying, you, know, know you do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, like for the people watching, maybe. no, I'm
3: just, I'm just agreeing with you because, like, it at a certain point in my life, I didn't have that understanding because I didn't have that type of money. But as business got better, I had to shift my mindset and understand politics play a role in my my well-being. I had to start getting lobbyists. I had to start contracting with politicians and stuff. So you're no longer just a cog in a system. Now you're the one who's influencing the change in the system. Like it's completely different Mm -hmm. on that side because that's when your mindset and your speech changes. Because when you have billions of dollars like a yay, you're influencing the system now. You're just not a
0: part of it. Right. You are the system, yeah. Yes, yeah. Because that's the thing people need to understand. Um, Like, he has, so so he's a, a worth $9 billion. Last time they, they did his number, $9 billion. So he's a-, he's a Nine? Billion. Yeah. Not so that I'm, I'm not that's kidding. the last time they checked the number. Mm-hmm. It, it might go up from then or, or not down, or at least what I last I, I heard, right? But my point is this.
3: It's a good number, 9.00 all right.
0: <laughs> when you have that much money, your money is a part of the infrastructure of wherever it is that you uh, live. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're an American, when, when they talk about LeBron is a billionaire, Okay, that means he has billions of dollars about his net worth. Right, that means he has billions of dollars in in this in this as a part of the large infrastructure of the system. That's a bunch of jobs what the the companies so, are bringing in employees, potentials, um evaluations, real estates like yeah, all of these are, um things.
3: his asset portfolio is the uh, uh,
0: in total is worth this yeah. amount right so you're a part of the structure of the system so it's more valuable when a person at that level makes certain type of statements so that's why you know it it'll obfuscate the, the the views or the perspectives that people really need to focus in on so do you think people could easily
2: start to get um cut off or um restricted from certain access um when they start speaking out so to speak to like
0: um you know I think DJ is a good example of getting around that you know what I'm saying Hi. and like <laughs> mm, yeah okay because
2: you, you do be talking your talk and a lot of people
1: yeah i I've, i
3: i'm fortunate i haven't been shadowed then like i've been able to keep my same ig all this time and i used to like, i used to talk real crazy out here fam like so i haven't lost my youtube and i used to talk crazy i haven't only strike i got was from tahaka because i shared a video and he hit me with a copyright claim i'm like why you gotta be like that bro i'm like i'm giving mm-hmm. you love i'm like i've seen this Why i don't share people videos bro that's the only youtube strike i ever got out of all my years same page i just changed the name so like i do i do pretty good and it's possibly it's the way that i articulate it in some fashion and i don't be um i don't come off with an angry tone when i'm saying certain things and i also use the education and um fair use act and certain things because i know the i know like you know the statutes and codes so if they were to ever come at me in that capacity, I usually protect myself with aspects of, you know, speech. And I, I do it right in the hashtags. And a lot of people should start implementing those things. And that's the main reason, like, that's also part of the situation with the yay thing. It, this is an attack on his free speech because like, once again, he hasn't, these, these people are, He possibly is wanna be blackballed. He possibly is because of the particular body of people they, they control such much of the monetary aspects but then thankfully we're in a system in today's society where defi exists so if he wanted to the other day he was wearing a satoshi Nakamoto hat if he wanted to he could just drop his bid and, drop this bread in cryptocurrency and then move in DeFi and not have to worry about none of these people and then he could like i got i'm a financial guy he could literally set up his money and then he can even decrease his tax obligation with an offshore account it's still in the united states jurisdiction like in a place like how we say like puerto rico or whatever and get his taxes all the way down to four percent so if you understand what i'm saying and the monetary aspect he can put himself in a better position where he is now because these people try to blackball him so it's always about the perception and always understanding like we playing chess not checkers
2: Mm. Yeah, that decentralized finance, that that DeFi is something else, man. It really separates you from the masses of the people. Um, so that's interesting. I ain't, I didn't even think about it in terms of lowering your tech. Like,
1: tax.
2: <laughs> that's one of the things that we like. I told
3: I told Inky about that. It's just this is like this is what I my parents sent me to school to learn. Like. This is what we do. Well, let me ask you this right
0: there. That's a good point to kind of transition. Where did you get into the cannabis?
1: Mm.
3: My first time ever, like, I w- well, my family always been around it. We, um, uh, we were not fight, like we always been around it, but because of us being on military base and stuff, like. At parts of my life, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, like access to see it or be around like some of the girls. but my family are farmers. We own land in Alabama. The wow. uh, Hoking is New York, New Jersey, Manhattan, uh, excuse me, New, New York, New Jersey, um, Delaware, Pennsylvania. I, we say Manhattan specifically because that's one particular um, tribal region, but yeah, we've we've been farming, but the way that I got into the cannabis aspect was mainly because the company was gifted to me because I had shown myself to be so proficient in just business and finances. So because, <laughs> because I was scaling and growing on pretty much social media and I was um, helping the community in the capacity which I was doing, I was... Just through networking, another individual on my team, he had communicated with somebody and they was talking about they had an organic fish farm. I actually wrote about this because I wrote a book about how I got to the cannabis company. It's called um Game Face and um, Game Face, the end of prohibition and American story. Um I got you can get copies on um Amazon and I got ebooks, all that stuff. But that's just if you want to read the full because I'm about to like sum it up. So pretty much fam who had the had the fish farm, he had got introduced to my elder who owned the uh, the cannabis company. And he lives in, like I said, Jersey, Lenape Hokan, where all my tribal land is, right? So we are up here in this particular region. And I asked him a glitch. We are up here in this um particular region. And I communicate to him and he's I'm talking to the dude who he is actually living in North Carolina at the time, the fish farm guy. And he's the one who gets me on the phone with my elder with the cannabis company. And I just, they expressed to me what it is and what they got. They say, uh, they said over the phone. It's like, yeah, it's a, um, it's a federal exemption underneath the eight, eight, five, you know, schedule CSA that all members are removed from a criminal suspected class. They have the ability to warehouse carriage, manufacture, and resell marijuana. They get a, mm. um, they get a license for them personally and they get one for the business. So I'm hearing it. And then I'm I'm like, you know, like I said, I went to school to understand business and contract law. So all of this stuff is just clicking. Like I went to private school. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like literally, you don't got to twist my arm. I'm like, it sounds like a go for me. So I get super enthusiastic about it because I'm like, I've never seen nothing like this. I've never heard nothing like this before. And I, I verified everything and I'm like, yo, this shit's legit.
0: Just, just add this caveat because he's not adding it. This is way before this wave of legalization. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, at, the
3: time, it's
1: at the time I got
3: involved, it was at the time I got involved was like around 2018. In 2018 was the time i got involved on the federal level but the company itself is over 20 years old so they had already been rolling and things had been in place it was already 100 plus 50 it was like 150 members by the time in this this one particular sector by the time i had gotten involved so um we running through the play and everything so like i said i'm super enthusiastic i'm like yo we like we need to do this for marketing we need to do this for branding. And the elder, he just, he, he see, like, I just want to push and push and push. But at this particular time, you know, you running almost 20 years in the cannabis industry people and you have, you're technically, you Willy Wonka and you got the golden ticket. You can do what you want. And like, literally, so imagine the type of deals that's coming across the table and the type of. Energy people, negative things that are being presented to you, people just thinking like, oh, they're going to traffic through you, like they're going to launder through you. You have to be very mindful because you have an opportunity that has not been granted to most. So that didn't really, I didn't get that initially, like, because. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'm just a rep i'm just a rep right now like i'm i hold no position in the company like i just know about it and then i haven't got introduced so i communicate with elder i'm like yeah so i'm like i made a branch called growing farms because the the company name is game face and it's spelled g-a-m-p-h-a-c-e and it rock we have (laughs) we rock a gp logo
1: can you
0: share your screen and pull up the website
3: yeah i got you so this is the growing
2: fund. pH, don't 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 play with that pH. Okay, that sounds.
3: Um uh, oh no wonder I missed the whole letter.
2: I'm about to go get some products today. <laughs> you shipping out all to um uh you shipping out internationally? Uh, I so we have
3: international contracts to where we do deal in other countries. But I have to communicate with customs because I don't want nobody stuff getting stopped. But yeah, I do. I do.
2: We do international. Okay. I got a brother. He uh, he oversees. And uh, yeah, we've been trying to get
1: some. Uh,
2: just some different things. Get some urge to him and stuff. He's he been having some trouble just where he's at. It's just been kind of like, like you said, they've been kind of just denying all shipments. Well not all shipments, but like just certain things that he <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> he's in um South Korea right now. Oh oh that's far.
1: <laughs> yeah
3: that's, yeah it's it's out there out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's far, bro. Okay. I thought you was talking about something a little bit closer. Yeah. But yeah that's gonna take that's gonna take a, at least seven days to get to him and they are gonna put it on a boat. So that just the shipping alone is gonna be, it's gonna be
2: a decent amount. I just didn't know if it would, if it was uh able to get coast to coast like that. Like, right? oh yeah, for sure, that's not a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: they gonna put it on the problem. All right, here we go. I had to open it up on my back page because I did not know why it did not come up before. So that's sure. All right, here we go. Right here at the top, that's not a disclaimer. Those are the legal codes for the operation in which we operate under. So it says right now, Growing Farms is organized exclusively as a private for-profit business in the aid of creation of jobs for research and development within, but not under, the jurisdiction of the United States regions under federal register so you could read this part but like right here where you see title 21 uscs 885 a1 i recommend you all look into that and understand what the proof of liability means as pertains to marijuana specifically and also understand that we do have a pre-existing relationship with the dea and they understand what it is that we're doing and all of these other things so yeah, it's just it's some next level stuff. I like I actually had a situation down here in Florida when I went and sat with the DEA and I communicated to them what I planned on doing here and they initially told me I couldn't do it and I told them yes I can and they were very upset and they um I was introduced to them through some through a third party and then he later had called me back and told me that they apologized and they said everything that I said was right. And that was down here in Fort Pierce, Florida. And that's not a very heavily, you know, melanated place, you know. And I've also communicated with, whenever I do operate in a a state when it comes to the cannabis industry, and like how we said in the last podcast, we are releasing an American Healer product line with strands as well. So like, as, as you see... Like we, I literally do R and D, like the benefits of a private education, you know, like being a nerd is really like, it's, it's cool now. <laughs> it's really cool now. <laughs> it always wasn't. <laughs> so just understanding that, um, like we have a private membership program from anybody who's interested to get in. It is, it is costly but it is worth it and we also do have nft token gated access to our discord where we allow our members to actually get products and things along those lines but um yeah the the biggest thing on the the cannabis side the main way how i even got in there was just because i was i was showing that i was grinding and i had an interest and i had built out a business which is growing farms i showed the presentation. To the elder who had the company, he was like, you did all this? He's like, you did all this by yourself? The other dude had tried to undercut me and said he made the business himself. And, like, I wrote about this in the book. Like, he tried to say he made growing farms. Clearly, I made it. <laughs> like, my mm-hmm. name is on the paperwork and everything in the city, bro. So, I have first got the register. Like, not registered this, like, in Wayne County, like, right off Michigan Avenue. Like, right in Westland. So... I had the documents and everything to prove that I was the one who had made the brand. And he was just like, he seen how serious I was taking it. And he was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an exemption. And then, you know, time went by and then he ended up swinging back to, because um, we had ended up the elder who gave me the cannabis company, my elder rock. He ended up physically coming to Michigan and meeting with me so he could see who I was and what I was about. Because, you know, like I'm telling him, I really want to promote and push this brand and what it is at this particular time. Like I really like i seen something like i had that like how you said the inky vision i seen something in this and i'm like i i see what i can do and i'm not i'm not understanding how people not doing nothing cuz like, i see it <laughs> so it's just and then like as a sagittarius that's our thing like we see we see things differently yo so i just i understood i had an opportunity that's not granted to most And I just started to build, build, build. And when he came and next time he had met with me, my great aunt had just passed. And um, she always used to say this thing about having the faith of the mustard seed. So, you know, like us, like we tribal people, you know, like uh, my aunt, she was Ojibwe. Ojibwe, she, um, my great aunt Jimmy, on my mother's father's side. So I'm Ojibwe, Annie Owea, and Lenape. But um, I have one of my medicine bags. I mean, I have some mustard seeds in there because she always be like, "Have the faith of a mustard seed." And she had just transitioned, so in good faith, I was just, you know, honoring my ancestor at the particular time. And we in the uh, Rob. Um, he also has a moving company. Average millionaires have multiple businesses, so he's driving the truck over or whatever. And I'm like, "Yeah, I come run with you and I help you offload." So he's dropping me off at one of my properties in Michigan because he picked me up at one house. And then he dropped me off at my other house. So, and um, and it was the, the distance f- to his next location held significance as well. So just understanding like how he felt everything was just aligned at that particular time between the mustard seeds, the distance to his next location. And he was like, the universe is telling me like I should give you Game Face. And at that particular time, I then started getting transitioned over into the position of CEO over this pretty much this federal research and development company that has this extensive catalog of people, celebrities, members, roles, international relationships, ex-law enforcement, military, all types of individuals just locked into it. And I become the one responsible for the growth and making sure that we can implement cannabis hemp into every household and make it more of a household name thing and so it's just is initially it was a very strong learning curve just because like i didn't understand the magnitude of everything that i had i'm like Mm. um I'm booming on social media at the time. Like, I'm focused on, you know, like, my business model. Like, I got Atom, which is now Atom CyberTech. We transitioned to a cyber, a cyber tech company. And, um, like, kind of like cybersecurity? No, not necessarily cybersecurity. Like, we do um, smart contracts, NFTs. Like, we have, we build cryptocurrencies and things like that. So, um, helping people to transition over to the Web 3.0 world, making sure people are educated in this realm. And also, gamification, because, like, doing mixed reality and augmented augmented reality gaming and things like this making sure that we transition over into the upcoming technology so that we don't get left out of the the wealth transition Damn. that's the reason why i made our tomb cyber tech in order to educate people and also assist them in the development for their businesses to be present in that particular realm so, okay. like i like to say like i'm um I'm eclectic. So like, if it makes sense, I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm gonna put myself in that situation. I mean, usually, I mean, sense with a an S and with a C. So either way, like it, I'm gonna figure it out. And that was kind of my model with the cannabis company. And since then I've been able to get international contracts. I helped the government of Belize to establish some of that, ca- that cannabis laws. Now we working on some things in Africa and I still have multiple situations here. And even to the point where now we have um, a bunch of new genetics that hasn't been released to the market, that we have the ability to allow people to structure out and monetize. I'm being mindful with my language because you know, like I still have um, I have to protect the company model and structure. Like when you corporate business is a different type of business. Like you can't tell all of your business you just can't because you allow people to disrupt your model and you also can possibly disrupt your finances. And like, even like technically on camera. Now we have contracts with colleges and we have contracts in States where there are people who are locked up for life for cannabis Mm -hmm. and where they're growing it. And do you see the conflict of interest with some of this? So of course, like we have, um, we understand what's going on. And we are making sure that even in the political aspect, we're making sure that we push for change in these particular realms. And I just don't see this particular administration seeing the importance of these things because they don't see the monetary gain in it. But it's just the way it's presented. Everybody has to understand it's a chain of commands and things. So if I make a if I make a dossier or a presentation like a thesis, and then I send it up to the White House and be like, this is a layout, how you get money off the cannabis game because I have an R&D company like this, this is literally what I do. So like, I give my R&D information over and then like I provide it to this state, this county or this country and then they're able to edit and change their system and better give
2: it to the public. And sometimes, but the what main is the information that you provided. provided. Hmm? that they're changing their laws and regulations through the information that you're providing. Some people don't even open up their laws
3: until I come there because they have other people on the back burner and they know they can't hold me up because of our, our company's tribal status. So literally like when I went to West Virginia, West Virginia wasn't green to go, but I went to West Virginia for, with a Jamie for another company And the moment that I started implementing documentation in West Virginia they opened up the cannabis laws. -hmm. I see. So it's just because, like, I'm communicating with the governor, I'm communicating with the mayor, the sheriff, the local law enforcement. So everybody knows my business. And then a lot of these local politicians, they have a lot of their family members and their friends tied into these situations. You feel me? So they want to make sure that they're not getting cut out by this new Mm -hmm. company coming in here in order to start racking up bread so it's, it's it's all a money game and like like once again i'm just i'm fortunate for the education because just like the dod schools like even in michigan i um i went to cast tech and you know if you've been in a d uh, you
2: gotta, my mom went to cast hey, you
3: gotta take a test to go to cast come on now
2: thanks come yeah. on. <laughs> you, you, that's, <laughs> hey that's all you had to say my mom she literally like yeah, she was, she tells me like Cass Tech was a difficult school to get into So
3: yeah. like, But I ended up leaving Cass and going to Jackson, back to Jacksonville, North Carolina for a couple of years of high school. And I ended up, um, I was playing ball there, getting straight A's, running track, everything, living my best life. And then my mom was like, you got, you got to come back home. So I ended up graduating out of Um Inkster High at the time. And they had dual enrollment. So by the time um, I was going to college, you know, I had an impeccable resume. I even got in a choir my senior year just to have a good damn resume.
1: You used to
2: have some extra. <laughs>
3: yeah, bro. Like, I was always about my business in that capacity. I'm like, we going to do what we need to do in order to move forward. And it was cool. It was a bunch of bad girls in choir too, bro. Don't get me wrong. But by the time college came, I was dead. I was like, going <laughs> back because I moved down to Florida and I was living my best life. especially with everything that you had going on like but by the time like so this is when the transition came as far as like my education because like when I got when I my first college was Bethune-Cookman I I skipped over D1 schools to go to an HBCU so Mm -hmm. while I'm at Cookman I don't know how somehow the Illuminati conversation gets presented into my life at this particular time I'm 18 and like mm-hmm. I've like I've already been throughout private schools and stuff clear like I've explained so I already have a certain understanding right so and then like and then I started hearing people talk about masonry and all this stuff at this point in time, it's not even clicking like yo my pops who raised me is a mason my grandfather who raised me is a mason so I um I think nothing of it so I ended up leaving the school because they wouldn't let me test out like because I had enough credits and I was literally just trying to come in and leave they wouldn't let me test out so I ended up leaving to another school and then getting my other credits and then just getting my degree so I bounced but that's it hurt my feelings because I love Florida like I really didn't want to leave Florida but Mm -hmm. um, I went back to Michigan got my stuff in order I took some Michigan State courses too and I got licensed in, um, in ag so I was already getting licensed in agriculture before I even got into the cannabis thing and wow. I've been growing cannabis since I was, like, legally in the state of Michigan since I was, like, 20-ish, 21, I believe. So, <laughs> and I'm talking about indoor grows, booming, booming, booming.
1: <laughs> mm.
3: And I was growing Larry Sour diesel, with some crazy stuff back then. I had the house smelling crazy. Like, I would you i would going to was
2: all smell legal. There
3: yeah it was it was super legal bro and then like i would bed at one house and then we would we would um while they steal a certain size we would put them in a van and then we would transport them over to the flower house but the cribs was close enough but you know we'd be moving strategically like everything backyard security up, all that stuff but i'm like i'm early 20s living this life and like i'm doing this and I start. I reach out to one of my cousins because, like now, it's at the point I'm back in Michigan. I'm 20, going on 21, but I already well. I'm, excuse me, I'm 19 back in Michigan, and like I reach out to my cousin who do all my tax and stuff. Like, shout out to a cousin. <laughs> but um, he, um, his father was super knowledgeable because I had mentioned some stuff. It was actually I seen a Family Guy episode. I haven't told this story in a long time. This is what got me started, up It was a Family Guy episode, and they was talking about sovereignty. Mm.
1: Peter
3: Griffin was riding in a tank. And he was doing whatever he wanted. Like, he was just terrorizing the town, bro. You ever, you ever remember that episode? I think I know. Wait, it was, it, No. He, he was
2: That's talking right. about me. Because... Damn, it was a few episodes of so, Family Guy. If
3: anybody remembers this episode, just let me know in the chat. But it's an episode when Peter Griffin, he has a tank and he's just like, can't touch this. Da, 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 da. And he's yep, just, yep, yes, yep. That's, that's the sovereignty episode. And at this time in my life, I'm like, yo, I'm like, that's like, I like I'm like, i like, I move like that. And my cousin, he was like, yo, you need to talk to my pops. So I talked to Uncle Roy. Uncle Roy, he, he, he gave me on the phone and everything. And he was like, so he was like, I hear you want to learn about some information or whatever. I'm like, yeah, or whatever. He stay like, he stayed like, so if I'm over by DT, if I'm over by the airport, he stay mm. over by where Inky stay. Mm. So like he deep East and I'm all, so fam, he mails me a box just full of literature, printouts, all types of stuff talking about a box this big like my mom still got all the documents now at the house and i read every single thing from the constant from what the constitution is about from some people's conspiracy theories about certain things how the united states government is a corporation all of this i'm reading all of this stuff at 19 years old right so this is pre me having my child Uh, and i this i understand more science I, I do my first UCC filing at this time. Um, mm. I'm technically one of those things at the time. Like I, I have my stuff documented. And then I also understand my tribal status. So all of my stuff reflects this. So like I had been in this situation and then it got to a point where I'm like, I just, I have my documents good, right? And then it, I'm like, I'm early twenties and I'm like, I don't necessarily know what to do. I was at a standstill. Like I got this paperwork but I don't know what to do. So all I did was study, 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 study traffic tickets. I'm not even trying to play with, I'm studying, 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 not playing none of those games. And it got me to a point where I actually understood what it was I had gotten involved in. It was a form of understanding how to conduct myself in commercial activity, because when I read the rules and regulations for commerce, I understood it's nothing more than contract law. And this is what I got taught as a child. So I'm like, this is just the rules of engagement of how you get money when it really boiled down to it. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I understand that people can't violate me if I do this and this. I understand I can do this and this. It got I got so sharp with it to the point where I had got pulled over one time and I ended up leaving the court with two checks. So, yeah, and it was uh, once I was able to prove that I knew what I was talking about, I started expressing this information to the public. Like, you know, like you can do this like nationality is the order today. I spent my time in the conscious community moving around, understanding certain aspects of information. Like, yeah, I do carry a bay. I went to Temple 25 in Detroit on Grand River when I was younger. Like, if you look at pictures of the um, Million Man March, you'll see me there with the Moors. And it's just like all of these pieces to the puzzle, they make the picture of what is me today. And they all hold their, their importance, you know, because without those pieces there, I would have gaps in, in my image and that's not what I want. So these, all of these particular degrees, like like when we talk about masonry, all these particular degrees, they add up to make, you know, a full circle of what is you, a whole man, a whole woman. So I'm just making sure that I'm adding on to my degrees, even when I had, um, I'm learning about all this information at this time. So I'm early twenties. I got my UCC file and everything. I got my bay. you know, I didn't been to temple and actually I go, I become a Mason. I become one of the youngest Freemasons to ever be initiated in the state of Michigan through a joint degree in the largest Masonic temple in the world, which is in Detroit, Michigan. So that's documented history. Wow. I did that before I even stepped into a more science of America. And then, so it's like, I collect this information over here. I collect this information over here. And I'm very transparent about my Masonic background because um, it's not something that's easy to do. You have to be educated, especially through the houses that I went through. I was, and just,
2: thinking that, I was just thinking that. like it,
3: It's our people history. And it's important that we are able to, as educators, as people with scientific minds, that we're able to pinpoint these particular symbols and signs, that way we can pass down the information and decipher it for those who don't understand. So it's always going to be a particular priesthood that you're going to need in order to be able to explain the information to the people who have not gotten educated in these realms. So wow. I just like, I'm thankful. And like I said, I'm third generation. So you know, I went for masonry, Moorish science. And then I'm also, I'm like, I bump into Inky around this time. I'm I'm doing karate too um i by the time i meet mean inky i'm first degree black though. i'm third degree right now
1: mm. but
3: i had i also just become i just became the world's fastest brick breaker because this is around in 2014 mm, i become i think it's october 2014 of october i become the world's fastest brick breaker for 10 bricks i broke 10 bricks bare hands I
1: see
2: that. that was the world record
3: yeah, ain't nobody faster right now. <laughs> Hopefully, my children can break the record, though. You feel me? I I want one of my babies to break it, but that would be dope. I will. My real brick.
4: Yeah, them real
3: cement bricks, bare hand, bro. And um, I did. I did that I did video,
2: and I was like, and I when you hit that last one, you said boom, and you jumped, and you was like. I was like, why are he so excited? Like that
3: audio that be on IG and when you like when they be partnered, like, <laughs> that's how I look on video. I was geeked, man. <laughs> <laughs> because like I I was the last person to go. And also, mm-hmm. this is a perfect story about um just like manifestation. Because with on that particular day, like um I, I'm dating my, my I'm still in my empress at the time. She's the one who actually got me into karate. She sent me to a tournament. She was like, you will like this. I went there. I seen, like, I'm like, "Damn, these people can't kick past their head. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I, was like, I could do this. And I went and I never, I never stopped going. I had I talked try. to my master at the city where I was at. I was like, I want to join. Cause baby girl, my home girl, Vicky, we graduated high school with each other. And she, um, she actually was doing karate. I went to the tournament to go watch her fight. And I watched her do her katas. I watched her compete and i was really interested and then i had seen this one young boy he was like 19 and he used to, he did ballet bro but ha ha-ha, ha 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 ha-ha, he's a killer i'm telling you like he's up here sidekicks like wah, wah, popping people in the face grown men i'm like good god like he he was the one who made me want to really start fighting bro because he was out there laying people out, bro. I'm like a 19 year old ballet boy. And I'm like, but his kicks was like so. Baby. Bro, I'm like, walk up on that boy thinking he's soft. He will lay you out. <laughs> for real. Like, you never know. And then, like, I came across so many of the elders, like, even like my neighbor over by me, like, he's been doing martial arts for 50 years, bro. Small man, little gray beard, killer. Killer bro, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're a killer, don't walk up on that man. So wow. At this particular time, I'm um I'm actually only I'm I'm not even a black belt when I'm doing the brick breaking. So I'm second degree mm-hmm. yellow belt, I'm an underbelt. This is my first time ever breaking bricks in my life. They tell me about the tournament. So I drive out to the tournament, and like I said, I'm with my empress, and at this time she got this little like blue Chevy cruise, like teal blue, super hot. Like, like I got pulled over so many times in that car just because of the color of God. <laughs> so like, I'm pushing, I, I sometimes like I push our car because, um, I was driving a truck and her car was better on gas. It was smaller. So yeah. I actually, at this particular day, they told me how big the trophy was. It was like, this is a six foot trophy. Right. So I'm like, damn, I'm like, that's not going to fit in the car. So I'm like,
2: like... I already know I'm going to win. I already win. know I'm about to win. I'm like,
3: I'm going to take the Explorer. And so I took the to Explorer all the way to Warren, out by where Day. and I went to the tournament, and I'm the absolute last person to go. My teammate go... Be- both my teammates go before me. The students at the dojo go before me. And even some of the people who got records and for breaking more than me go before me. I'm absolute last, bro. And then I just focus in just pow. sound like i'm breaking china and i won and i took that trophy home Is because in my mind i already had a condition. i was like i gotta take the big car it's the only way i'm, I'm gonna have the it's the only way all right what are we going for if we're not leaving with the trophy come on <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll be sure i um I'm, a pro- I'm probably I'm probably going to post a picture on my IG but so you can see me like the trophy taller than me and um like yeah that was one of the greatest one of the greatest things that I've done in like my martial arts career outside of kicking multiple people in the face but I mm-hmm. um, I'm like that's just a stepping stone a lot of people What's say I bad back cuz I don't even talk about that particular component in my life it's just because right. I don't want a world record to be the biggest thing about you know me DJ Bay I'm like that was two point six seconds of my life. That shouldn't be everything. You feel me? Two point, that
2: was a, that was a flex right there. You like two point
3: six seconds of my life. Like I'm yeah. like I can't let that be my whole life story. Two point six seconds. Hold on, hold
2: on. So how many bricks was that in two point six seconds? Okay,
3: so in two point six that was ten bricks. It was a single brick. Now mm-hmm. when I did. Um, When I did 30 bricks, it was stacks of three, and that was 3.5 seconds. 30 bricks? Yeah, that one wasn't a record though. I missed that one by like 0.2 or so.
1: Not even a few. When I
3: ran and I did football, I ran a 437. So like that's the reason why it was it's easy to move like that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is insane. He said 30 bricks. Yo, so I, I remember you saying that you was the underbelt. What you? Yeah, I was um
3: second degree yellow belt at that time when I was breaking the bricks. So like, I'm technically just starting out because you know it go. You got your two white, this white, is yellow, you got two right? yellows. I'm at second yellow. Technically, if I'm giving time frames, I'm probably only like six, seven months in the karate at this time.
2: Bro, <laughs> bro, that's impressive, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's Damn just I take it serious, like
3: how I do everything, it's who does shit not to be great, only bums that's a fact I'm that's like, true. anything that we're doing especially us as a people, like who does it to be second who's literally saying like, yeah, I woke up today I want to get second, like he a goofball <laughs> you crazy you crazy, but I'm not there to tell people where they should aim at or where they shouldn't but I'm just saying like, if you're going to do it, like, do yourself proud. Do your family proud. Give your children something to look at. Like, I got babies out here. I'm setting real high bars for them to jump up. You feel me?
2: And a lot of people were look Yo. at you crazy, bro. And just I just like,
3: my them. oldest around the house, I'm like, you see all these trophies we got in here? I'm like, where you? You got to get some,
2: <laughs> <gotta> get some. <laughs> I'm Like it's
3: statues of me kicking and stuff. I'm like, my sister got hoop trophies. We got pictures of self-painted portraits in the crib. I'm like, greatness mm-hmm. is in your blood. What you going to do? I'm like, and I'm not here to force my children to do anything, but you're going to do something. You're going to do something.
2: <laughs> so how how would you go about that? Like, what if it's not particularly something that you would agree? Well, now I wouldn't say agree with, because if you don't agree with it, they're not doing it. But um, in terms of, like, something, you want to give them the, the free will of, to choose whatever yeah
3: yeah, as a parent that's always a that's an iffy area because you know you're supposed to guide and direct them into the things that are best for them as far as you know like their development and their lifestyle but because of my education i i'm a little bit more like discipline wise I'm very lenient with my children. Like I've never, I, I not one time have I ever whooped any of my children. I'm mm-hmm. not into that. I be mean, like now discipline, yes, they get disciplined, but I'm a martial artist. I'm like, we do karate. I'm like, you gonna hit the wall. If you really out of line, I'm like, you gotta fight that. But I'm not about to be picking up objects, hitting children with, to me, that is um, borderline abuse because I understand how strong I am.
2: So, so if you were to say discipline, um your children through the means of martial arts like would you like i mean cuz you got men or boys so in, in the aspect of a girl would you kind of like same thing
3: because like i'm not being i'm not being abusive and also like if if you come from like we 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 bring warriors through on this side so if i got a girl she doing karate and she's like my children they dance and they do martial arts because your mother is a dance instructor like you don't get out of either way because it's beneficial to you and so you have to get educated you have to learn how to express yourself through out you know like dance and you also have to learn aspects of discipline and and show that you can stick with something throughout this belt system which comes through martial arts so it like those are some of the things that we implement within the household for children but it's, um, I don't want to be too rigid. I don't want to allow them not to live their life or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, but it is my job in order to make sure that you are great and you are a contributing factor to society because it's this one series called Utopia on um, Amazon. And they say, what have you done in order for you to earn your crowded place? And it's, what have you done for you to earn your place in this crowded world today? Mm-hmm. So literally, if, I'm not making them a benefit to society. I'm making them a liability to society. So it is my duty as a parent in order to make sure that they are a benefit to our family legacy and to the rest of the world. Like look at what Inky do. He's healing multiple people throughout the world. And even his children have enrolled into that same legacy. And that's just based on you being able to provide the model and martial arts is not my martial arts is a side thing for me. Like I get paid for martial arts, of course, but for me, martial arts has a certain monetary cap on it because it requires for me to physically be there. And it requires like it's labor intensive, unless I create out video modules and do like some of my other downline gamification plans that I have in place. Like, and I go down like the Billy Blanks Tybo route now I've created a passive income in martial arts. Like, you know, like I'm the business guy. So like, this is where my mind always go. Like, how can I simplify and scale, simplify and scale? So it's, um I'm my biggest thing is the education realm. Like for people who don't know, when it comes to e-commerce education, even like when it comes to health education, this is a multi-billion dollar industry that we operate in. And for you to be able to show yourself improve i'm i'm like i said i've been doing this stuff since i was like 19 Mm. i'm about to be 32 at the end of the year and so i'm 10 years (laughs) plus in here with with receipts that's why i'm here because i got receipts (laughs) so it's just um understanding that we build these situations out in these legacies in order to one be able to support our family two Make changes within the world. And three, also, I know me personally ha- have something that my children can carry on because who said that Johnson Johnson, Louis V, and Walmart, the Waltons, who said they get to keep all the legacy brands? Who said that these are the only big companies? I agree with Yay. I. I'm for, you know, our dollar with our people, but we can only do that with people who are conditioned the right way. Because the first thing we do, because we don't have businesses to patronize with one another, is we instantly go give our money to who? We don't have no, everybody. Like in some in some cases, the competition is damn near monopolized, even though a monopoly is one, bi- one business. But when it comes to phones and tech, that's pretty mm-hmm. much Apple and Google. Solana about to be there next year. But that's not. So when it comes to us having our own phone, do we want to get into that realm? It's possible. But that's a like, yo, you're talking about super tech giants. So we have to figure out where can we assert ourselves to where we can actually want to patronize one another, understanding the competition. So like you, we have to review the stock market. Look at the Dow Jones, the S&P 500. Who are the top paying out companies? We're like, look at these models, mimic them, mirror them. And then establish these businesses so that we can start giving these things to our own community. Hell, I need more melanated insurance companies. I need more melanated healthcare officials. Like I, outside of the conscious community does well in their business model. They have to learn how to market and scale, and they have to learn more formal business. Formal business has become
2: foreign to us as a people. Yeah. And I like the fact that you're talking about just kind of like financial literacy, because like I said, you agree with yay, and if you're not, you know, we want to pull our Black dollars together, but if we're not able to understand the reason for pulling our dollars together it's not we are
4: gonna pull it
3: together to get to give it back away what, what are we doing here that's exactly what's going to happen like
1: yeah. we
3: what is the benefit of us rallying together if we don't have anywhere or mm. any business plans in order to implement the funds in two mm. and then we have a we are very trusting in everyone else except for our own right so that's like we nice. need to get yeah. past
2: some of these things so we can actually move forward yeah man i um dang i enjoyed this man just because i man because i i was i was somebody had told me about your instagram and i was like oh wait the prince he was like oh yeah i see you because i had posted the uh the first episode (laughs) and then somebody was like yo that's that's and i was like yeah that's and um he showed me your Instagram, and I was like, oh, snap. The, like, I heard your Instagram name from, like, a few years, not even a few years ago, but, like, maybe, like, I've heard the Instagram name before, but, damn, it's just crazy how it's I was out here saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> Probably, but it's just coming around full circle, and it's just, like, damn. But I, I didn't like chill. I didn't it. Chill, I'm I'm chill out a lot. Like, <laughs> connect myself to to those individuals who actually know what they talking about know what's going on actually in the conscious community i mean because i was you know before inky i was following a lot of people you know just trying to link with like-minded individuals but um you don't got too many authentic i mean they they portray themselves as authentic but then that's the beauty of marketing bro you gotta love it like marketing is magic
3: That's what I call it. Marketing is magic. You have to love the way people... You see what we're doing right now? All this magic? Like, you got to love it. But but literally, how many magicians can fool a magician? Like, you you don't see David Copperfield out here getting over on Houdini and stuff, like, because they know the tricks, they know the game. And, like, when you're on this side of the camera, like, you have a different viewpoint about what's going on. So you're really able to understand, like, who got what and who can do what and who's really not out here BSing? Because I'm telling you, when you got it, you know who got it, and you know Ooh. who don't got it. <laughs> Especially when you start pulling up on people, we like,
1: uh, y- 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 uh, I don't got it.
3: I don't got it. That's the reason why, like. If I rock with somebody, like it's because like I genuinely rock with them, and I've come in contact with a lot of people. And you will not see me promote or be on their platforms just because I'm not one of them. Yes, man, people, and it's just like I I got like I got fifty yay energy, yo. I do. I got the, I I carry that type of energy. I will say, forget Diddy on his own platform type energy. You feel me? <laughs>
2: right, right there on his platform
3: like i just like i've been like that multiple times and i'm learning how to be a more corporate friend- friendly i'm the ceo of way too many businesses to be out here acting out like that yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing though when it's yours it's yours who you answer to that's another reason why i respect business ownership entrepreneurship because so many people so used to checking in with other people, they can't never be their authentic self. Everybody out here I'm wearing a mask. And like how, um, how he said on the last um, podcast, when that money come in place, it removed that mask. Like, wow. money removes the aspect of needing acceptance in some cases, and also the conditions of fear. Money will have people out here moving like they're fearless. So it's just understanding where we at. Change your life and heal the world with
1: plants. Say nothing stays the same as it's getting kind of (laughs) strange.